Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 6, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and we are right now studying the parable of the talents. Now, we've gone through this parable a few times already. We're going to continue to go through it. We've been studying it for weeks already. It took us many weeks to go through the parable of the sower, and it's taken us weeks to go through the parable of the talents. Yesterday, I shared a message with you entitled, God is not trying to take something from you. He's actually trying to get something to you. I'm going to flow in that same vein today. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 51. So we're already 51 messages into this series. And the title is Don't Misunderstand the Heart of God. Listen, as you're walking with God and God is walking with you, there are going to be moments where you don't understand God. But if you do not understand what God is doing in that moment, always give God the benefit of the doubt. Don't misunderstand the heart of God to the point where you think that God is out to take something from you. No, no. God is out to bless you because God is a good God. Say this. Say, God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. God is not trying to bless me because I'm good. God is just trying to bless me because God is a good God. And he made good plans for me from the foundations of the world. So if I ever misunderstand God, I'm going to give God the benefit of the doubt. Open up your heart now to receive. All right, so before we actually get into the parable, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year. And at uh, at our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So this is a scripture we're meditating on. And this scripture has helped a lot of people. Just really kind of, if there's any area of your life that has gone dry, maybe you're not as passionate as you were in the past about God or about the things of God, or maybe it's like you lost some zeal or some fervor. Well, this is your season to get it back. The Bible says, now, Lord, Psalms 126 and verse four from the Passion Translation, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to dry up. No, 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 no dry areas for me. I'm talking about refreshing and restoring. Say amen to that. Let's get into the parable. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14, going all the way down to verse 30. Jesus said, okay, well, the kingdom of God is like a man, a wealthy man. He had a lot of money. He went on a journey. He, before he left, he called three of his servants together. He gave them financial management responsibilities. And so to one, he gave five talents of gold, to another two talents of gold, to another one talent of gold, and he actually gave it to them according to their abilities to manage. So he he gave it to them. He basically set them up for success. He wanted them to be successful, so he only gave them what they could actually handle and they could be successful with. Say this, say, God wants me to be successful, and so God gives me what I have the ability to manage, right? And so God is ministering to me and dealing with me according to my ability to manage. So if I want more, then I have to prepare myself. I have to go through this process of personal development so to where I, once I change, I can handle more. But until I change and grow, until I see things the way that God sees them, I'm not prepared to be able to handle what God wants to do in my life. Verse 16, the one entrusted with five talents of gold, he immediately went out and doubled the money. The one with two talents of gold, he went out, he doubled the money. The one with one talent of gold dug a hole 
put the talent of gold in the hole and closed it and did nothing with the money. So after much time had passed, the master came back and the master was like, okay, now it's time to settle accounts. There will come a day where you and I, we're going to have to stand before the master and settle accounts. And God is going to want, want to know, well, what did you do, son? What did you do, daughter, with the one life that I gave you? And this is not a matter of going to heaven or hell. The only way that we get into heaven is because of Jesus, right? So if, if God asks us a question, <laughs> why should I allow you into my heaven? The only answer is Jesus, your son, is my Lord. Bam, I'm in heaven. Now that I'm in heaven, all of my works will be tested by the fire. There's going to be two piles. One is going to be tested. One will be over here. All the things that I did led by the Holy Spirit is going to be gold and silver and precious stones. Everything that I did with selfish desires is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. And then all of my works will be tested by the fire. Only what I did for God will last, right? So there's going to come a day where we have to settle accounts and give account to God for what we did with the one life that God gave us. So the guy that had five talents of gold, he said, hey, I doubled your money. And this is amazing. It's like you saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself, but you saw it in me. And, and, and now I went out and I tried it. And now I'm learning things about you and about me that I would never have learned any other way. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. This is something I can't learn in a classroom setting. This is something I have to, the, the, there's some things you can't learn in the classroom. There's some things that you have to do hands-on. So thank you for the opportunity to do hands-on training. And I doubled your money from five talents to 10. And here it is. This is your money is not even mine. I'm just doing it as unto you because everything I do, I do for the Lord. And the master said, well, you have been faithful. You've been loyal. You're a good servant. Matter of fact, what I gave you was even small now in comparison to what I'm about to do in your life. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents, he said, hey, hey, I doubled your money too. He said, okay, I got you. I got you. Slow down. I got you, son. No problem. Yeah, you have been loyal. You've been faithful too. Guess what? I, what I gave you was small in comparison to what I'm about to give you. You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy that had one, he misunderstood the heart of the master. So he said, look, hey, sir, I know that you're a shrewd businessman. You are ruthless. You get rich off of the backs of other people. Obviously, he didn't know the master at all. There's some people that think that they know God, they don't know God. And so they misunderstand God's intentions because they don't even know him. And so he said, I was afraid of you. And because of that, I dug a hole and I put the money in there. Now, I didn't lose it, but I didn't do anything with it. Here, now that you're back, take it. I don't even want it. It's yours. The master said to him, you know what? You are untrustworthy and you are lazy. If you knew that I was a businessman and you knew, I mean, like the least you could have done was put the money in the bank. I could have got some interest, but you didn't even do that. So the little, now I'm going to take the one talent of gold away from you and give it to the guy that has 10. He that has will be given more. If you prove yourself to be faithful over one level, God is going to give you more. But the he that has little, even the little that he has will be taken away from him if he's unfaithful. He says, get this man away from me. Throw him into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. I'm teaching today. I'm trying to contain myself, trying not to get too excited, but I do get excited. Uh, so there's four things I want to share with you in this morning. This is where I need you to lock in. You ready? Open up your heart, lock in, put in the chat, I'm ready, I'm ready. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. To walk with God effectively, you must get to know him. 
You must get to know God's heart. Put in the chat, I get to know God. The word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God I know, the better the God of the word I will know. And so God wants you to know him. Put that, put that in the chat. God wants me to know him. God wants me to know him. I want to have a fellowship with God. I want to have intimacy with God. The unfaithful steward didn't know the master. He misunderstood the heart of the master. He thought the master was trying to take advantage of him. He thought the master was trying to exploit him. But in reality, the master was not trying to exploit him. We learned yesterday that the master was trying to empower him. The steward thought the master was trying to get rich off of him. Really, dude? Is that what we're doing? You thought he was trying to get rich? He was already rich. The master was already wealthy. The master already owned everything. The master was trying to give him an opportunity to participate in the blessing. And it was an opportunity to, to grow and to develop into what the master believed that he could be. But since the steward thought the master was trying to exploit him and he didn't really understand the heart of the master, he couldn't see what the master was doing. Listen, if you can't see what God wants to do in your life, this is what you're going to learn today. Even when you don't understand it, always give God the benefit of the doubt. He didn't give the master the benefit of the doubt. And so he shut down and he did nothing. See, the things that God puts before us and he tests us with, they're not designed to destroy us. They're not designed to deceive us. They're actually designed to develop us. God gives us opportunities to put into practice the principles that we learn in the kingdom. God gives us opportunities. You and I, you watch today's word. This is like a classroom setting. And then throughout the day, God gives you opportunities to go do hands-on training. And so you have to put into practice the things that you're learning about God and about his word. Your learning must turn into living. Put that in the chat. Say, my learning is turning into living. I'm taking the principles and I'm putting them into practice. And so you then you get to graduate from just knowing God from concepts. To walk with God, you got to get past the conceptual phase. There's some people that have a concept of God, but they don't know God. They have a concept of God. They know, they kind of have a picture or an image of what God is or what God can do, but they don't know God. There are things that are concepts. There are things that are theories in your mind that you must put into practice. They must be proven. The reason why God gives you the opportunity to have experiences with him is that once you have an experience, it will do something for you on the inside, in your psyche, in your inner knowing, in your level of confidence that you will never have any other way. See, the, the guy that doubled the money from five to 10, he was like, master, I doubled your money. He got an experience with God that he would not have any other way. The guy that doubled the money from two to four, he was like, look, I doubled your money. And so it was like, this is an experience that I would have any, I could not have any other way. This is not a classroom thing. You come into church or you watching today's word, it's great. I'm teaching you practical principles and precepts. I'm teaching you analogies and illustrations. I'm giving you points from the Bible. I'm opening up and unpacking the word of God. I'm, I'm giving you a, a, a level of understanding about the word of God. That's great. But you got to get to go know the God of the word. And that's only going to happen through experiences, not through intellectual study. The master wanted this man to know him. And he missed the opportunity because he was suspicious of the master. He didn't trust God. He didn't trust the master. God in the parable is the master. So put in the chat, say, I trust God. I trust God 
even when I don't understand what God is doing. You got to learn how to trust God and trust the heart of the master. Number two, you will miss God if you have a misconception of his intentions. Listen, there's some things that God wants to do in your life. And if you misunderstand his intentions, you run the risk of missing what God is trying to do in your life. You got to understand God's heart. God is not a task master. God is a loving, caring, sharing, heavenly father. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. God is not trying to take advantage of you. Listen, let me just say it this way. If God wanted to take advantage of you, you couldn't stop him. I mean, because God is God. God is not trying to take advantage of you. He's trying to bless you. The unfaithful steward in the parable thought that the master was trying to take advantage of him. He said, I understand that you get rich off of the backs of other people. I understand that you reap what you haven't sown. So I'm not trying to do nothing for you. Why? Because he misunderstood his heart. He thought the master or God in the parable was trying to take advantage of him. See, there's a danger in having a misconception of God. There are people that have this misunderstanding. Like, like there's some people in my family when somebody's sick um, and they say, hey, they call me and they say, hey, I know God hears you. Can you pray for such and such? She has cancer. And I say, okay, well, I'm going to pray. And then they'll say something like, well, but God knows what he's doing. I say, excuse me? Well, you know, God does everything. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, stop. Do you believe that God put cancer on this person? Well, you know, God does everything. God knows what he's doing. Well, if you believe that God put cancer on her, why would you ask me to pray to the same God to take it away from her? Obviously, you don't know God. Like that's not the heart of God. When you don't understand the heart of God, there's going to be things that he's doing that will just go over your head. You will miss out on opportunities. Put this in the chat. Say, I will not miss opportunities. Why? Because I'm going to open up my heart to the heart of God. The point of studying the word of God is to get to know the God of the word. Your mind must be renewed in order to think and act like God. But if you don't renew your mind, you're going to miss out on what God is doing. You're, you're not going to understand what God is doing in this season, and this will lead to missed opportunities. The unfaithful steward had a tremendous opportunity, and he missed out on it. Why? Because he had a misconception, because his perception of the master was off. Don't let that be you. Put in the chat, say, that's not going to be me. See, I'm not going to miss God. The unfaithful steward had this misconception of God a misperception of God, and it led to missed opportunities for growth and blessing. And so you and I, what we want to do is we want to make the most of every opportunity. We want to grow. We want to develop. We want to become the men and the women that God has called us to be. And the only way to do that is by having a level of discernment. Put, in the, put that in the chat. Say, I have a level of discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell me when, when I, God is trying to do something in my life, God is not trying to take something from me. God is actually trying to get something to me, and I'm open to it. Say, I'm open to it. Say amen to that. Amen? All right, number three, God's tests are opportunities. Say that. Say, God's tests are opportunities. So God gives me, God does test us, and when God tests me, he gives me an opportunity to develop and to grow and to show him and to show myself that I'm growing, right? This is not God setting me up for failure. This is actually God setting me up for success. I'm looking at these circumstances and situations. I'm looking at the test as something that is not uncommon to man, right? This is something that we all go through, and I'm looking at it through the lens of faith. 
Say that. Put that in the chat. I look at my life through the lens of faith. And so when I'm looking at my life and I'm looking at circumstances and situations through the lens of faith, then I say, you know what? I get excited even when things don't work out the way that I want it. And I'm like, man, this is going to be a great testimony. Just last week, something happened to Isabella and I, and I told Isabella, although what we wanted didn't happen and it was disappointing. I told Isabella, you know what? I'm excited because this is going to be a great testimony. We got to go through these things. We have to have real life experiences. We can't just know God in the book. We got, you know, I have a story. Isabella has a story. Last night I was teaching Bible study. I was telling part of my story. Like you got to have a story. You got to have experiences. You got to know God. You got to get to know him. This steward had an opportunity to get to know the master on another level by stewarding what the master had placed in his hands. And he missed out on it because he thought the master was trying to take something from him instead of getting something to him. Listen, tests are designed to develop you, not to destroy you. They're designed to develop you, not to deceive you. God is trying to bless you. Stop fighting against God. Walking with God requires a level of obedience, even when you do not understand what God is doing. Put that in the chat. Say, I will obey God. I'm going to obey God, even when I do not understand what God is doing. So this Matt, the this steward, the unfaithful one, he disobeyed. He refused to obey what the master wanted him to do. Why? Because he didn't understand it. You got to, you got to, he, he refused to participate in the process. He saw the guy over there doubling the money. He saw the other guy doubling the money. He says, I refuse to participate. Why? Because I think he's trying to get something from me. So listen, you don't want to misunderstand the heart of the master, but even if you do, look at me, look at me. Even if you do, tell yourself right now, God is not trying to take advantage of me. Tell yourself right now, if if I'm ever in a point where I don't know, I don't know what God is doing. If I'm ever in a point where I don't understand what God is doing, if I'm ever in a point where, where I don't know what's around the corner and I don't know what's down the street, what I do know is this is going to be good. What I do know is this, God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is a good God. And so I'm not going to be disobedient. I'm not going to allow misunderstanding to cause me to be disobedient. I'm not going to allow a lack of understanding to cause me to be disobedient. Watch this. If I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of giving God the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to I'm going to err on this side. I'm going to say, "You know what? Even if I don't know what God wants to do, I am going to be obedient anyway. I'm going to trust God anyway. I'm going to condition my heart to always be on the level of if there's ever a disconnect between me and God, how about we just obey God anyway? If there's because if there's ever a disconnect between me and God, God is not the problem. I told you that before. Put it in the chat. God is not the problem. So I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm going to condition my heart to say yes to God. I'm going to condition my heart to be obedient to God. I'm going to condition my heart when I condition my heart that way, you'll be better positioned to resist the divine impulses of Satan when Satan is trying to get you, Satan is trying to get you to, to disobey God. I'm going to resist those demonic impulses. I'm going to resist these impulses to say no to God because I'm going to be leaning towards saying yes. I'm going to be leaning towards obedience. I would rather lean towards obedience than disobedience. I refuse to disobey God. The condition of your heart, when you condition your heart to obey God no matter what, put in the chat, I will obey God no matter what, that you will discover God's best. You will discover that in the end, God was out to bless you. He wasn't out to get something from you. He was actually out to get something to you. Say amen to that. And then number four, last point for today. You cannot just know God from a book. 
Put in the chat, I, I do not just know God from a book. You have to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge. You got to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge. You can't just know God from a, from a book. Theoretical knowledge must be applied in order for it to become wisdom. Like you can study, you can go to Bible study, you can go to Sunday uh, service, you can go to Sunday school, you can watch today's word, and you can get wisdom. You can get insight or you can get knowledge, but for it to become wisdom, you have to put it into, pla into practice. The transformational power of God is only known through experiences with him. The master was offering three different stewards an opportunity to know him on another level. He said, listen, I'm already rich. I, I already own all this stuff. And I got here by walking with God and by trusting him for, to be the God of increase and the God of a harvest. So I'm going to give three of my servants the opportunity to experience what I've already experienced. And so he gave three of them the opportunity. Only two made the most of that opportunity because one shut it down. He shut it down. The other two got to the point where now they got an understanding of the master that took them to another level. Why? Because now there is something different when you actually have the experience. You can't just know God from a book. The master was trying to get them to experience what he was experiencing and to experience his joy. There's a joy that comes from, not only did they come back and say, look, master, I doubled your money. That's what the guy with five, the guy with two did. But then he said, because you did that, now enter now into the joy of the Lord. I want you to enter into another level of joy. Listen, when you experience God in real life, when you experience God, not just from a book, not only do you get that experience, but God says, now I'm going to take you to another level of joy. Why? Because you were willing to, to go from a classroom setting to a lab or hands-on setting. And so when you are faithful over little, God will give you charge over much and he will elevate you. He will even elevate you to another level of joy. Say amen to that. Let me say this about head knowledge versus heart knowledge. It takes faith, say faith. It takes faith to get past head knowledge. It takes faith to get to heart knowledge. It, the parables that I'm teaching you from the kingdom of God are designed to teach you God's character, attributes, and nature, his kingdom and his ways. But at some point, your learning has to turn into living. At some point, listen, you're going to be given the opportunity to go do what you've been learning. At, at some point, these three stewards were given the opportunity to put into practice the, what they have been learning. See, the more you walk with God, the more you understand what he's doing, he's going to reveal things to you. God will reveal things to you so that you can get involved in it. And that's going to take you to another level. As I close, let's read John 5 and 19 from the New Living Translation. So John 5 and 19 from the New Living Translation says this, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing without the father. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the, the son does also. So in John 5 and 19, John 5 and 30, he was saying, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. So what was he, what was he saying? He's saying, the things you see me do, I'm only doing them because I see what the father is doing. The father is revealing to me what he's doing in my environment. And when he reveals it to me, he is inviting me to get involved. In other words, his revelation is an invitation for my participation.
And so, so Jesus wasn't going around doing whatever he wanted and then asking the father to bless it. No, he was saying, okay, father, what are you already doing? I'm not asking to, to I'm just going to go do something and say, I need you to bless this. And Jesus saying, no, no, no. He said, let me find out what you're already doing around me. And then as you reveal it to me, it's an invitation for me to participate in it. It's actually, you're inviting me to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge by faith. And so you got to ask God, this is how you get past just knowing God from a book. Okay, Lord, instead of me coming up with something for September of 2023 and then laying it before you and asking you to bless it, how about I do this? Lord, right now I live in, I live in Virginia, right? Some of you uh, live in Texas. Some of you live in St. Thomas. Some of you live other places. So you can say, okay, Lord, this is where I am right now within my sphere of influence. What are you doing? Show me what you're doing and show me what my part is. Show me what you are doing and show me what my part is. And so I can get in on what you're doing. And as you reveal to me what you're already doing and I get in on it, I don't have to ask you to bless it because it's already blessed. I'm not doing my will. I'm doing your will. So so what the, what the master in the parable was saying is I'm over here growing money in this particular case. And so I'm giving you an opportunity to get in on it. But, but, that one of the three servants refused to get in on it. Listen, God is revealing to you some things. God is going to show you what he's already doing, and he wants you to get in on it. He wants you to participate. His revelation is an invitation for your participation, and you got to be open to it. Lord, I'm open to whatever you want. to. I'm down for whatever. And so, Father, as I go, as I look at my calendar, and I have meetings, conversations, activities, I have in-person meetings, I have virtual meetings, I have Zoom calls, I have WebEx sessions, I have all of this stuff. I I want you to show me what you're doing and I want you to, to tell me what my part is so that I can go from head knowledge to heart knowledge. So I will be obedient. I will, I will do my part, whatever my part is. So in closing, do not misunderstand the heart of God. He's not trying to exploit you. He's trying to empower you. He's not trying to take advantage of you. He's trying to bless you. So you want to seize every opportunity that he reveals to you. You want to make the most of all the resources that he places in your hands. And if there's ever a question, if there's ever a question about, okay, I don't understand what God is doing, always error on the side of, I'm going to give God the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to trust God even when I, I don't understand what he's doing. I will trust him even when I can't trace him. Say amen to that. That was a lot and that was good. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I commit to knowing you more deeply and understanding your heart. I recognize that everything comes from you. You're not trying to take from me. You're trying to bless me. I embrace every test, not as an attempt to destroy me, but as an opportunity to develop me. I understand that your tests are opportunities for elevation and growth. So I move beyond concepts and theories and my learning turns into living. I commit to obeying you, Father, even when I don't understand what you're doing. I seek experiences with you and you transform my theory into wisdom. I will not just know you from a book. I will seek revelation daily participating in whatever you reveal. 
and living with this mindset. I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not sign up to get my notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I need you to do two things for me. Two. Number one, go into the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.